Hey everyone, it's Alec, here to remind you to check the trigger warnings in the description of today's episode. And should you need a transcript, you can find that along with other goodies in the description down below. Have a safe listen. Mythale presents Circe's. Episode 26, The Watcher. I got this note from one of my patients, Edward Phillips. He seemed a little alarmed when he handed it to me, so I assume I needed to record it sooner rather than later. So I opened my laptop and got the setup ready as soon as possible. The session will be put under case file 263666. 517-18. The session was recorded on the 23rd of May, 2023, by Elias Emanuel Short, therapist in training at Sunshine Valley Mental Institution. Let's begin, shall we? There is a man outside my window, and I wish he would go away. I write to you in distress, for I have either lost my mind, or someone has begun haunting me for sport waiting for the day I will snap into nothingness for their own sick amusement. I first saw him a few weeks ago, when I awoke fully dressed in my bed. I had been having some difficulty sleeping, so it wasn't that big of a shock to find myself by no means ready for the sleep I had just partaken in. I decided to get up so I could at least brush my teeth, since I never did fancy waking up when I didn't manage to do so. Always left such an awful taste in my mouth. That was what led me to stand by my window as I mindlessly brushed my teeth, my eyelids already feeling rather heavy again. Must have been the sleeping medication I was taking. That's when I spotted a silhouette. Unlike what you would normally see in a horror movie, the person wasn't abnormally tall or wearing some big coat. The being was of a masculine build, rather round by the stomach and staring straight at me. I froze. He didn't move or come any closer. He just stood there in the light of a street lamp. His face pointed directly towards my window. I swallowed instinctively and immediately choked on my toothbrush. I started to cough violently as it went into the wrong pipe. When I looked back up again, trying to gather myself out of the near-death experience, he was nowhere to be seen. I pulled my blinds closed, telling myself that my eyes must have played a trick on me. I was on new sleeping meds, and I didn't know if they could cause hallucinations as a side effect. I didn't mention it to any of the staff. There was no reason to demonize my new medication. It had done a rather good job of pulling me off to sleep, so why bother changing it now and over one dumb nightmare? I swallowed a pill about an hour before sleep and started to get ready for bed. Walking towards my blinds to close them, 
I was reminded of the man who had stood by the street lamp the night before. My eyes moved slowly towards the exact spot I had found him in yesterday. And there he was. I could have sworn his yellow eyes were visible through the darkness. I hurriedly shut the blinds and swallowed the lump that had formed inside my throat, debating whether I should call one of the staff members in to see if they also saw the man staring into the sanctuary of my little room. But I once again chose ignorance. It's unbelievable how easy it is to gaslight yourself. The figure keeps coming just a bit closer to me as the nights pass by, and I think that truly is what worries me the most. I have never seen this man before in my life, but when he stares at me, I get this feeling that he has some kind of plan for me. One that I won't be able to escape. I can't tell you if I do wish to escape him. He scares me ever so greatly, but in the same way, he feels almost familiar to me. I'm writing this because he has come too close now. I want him to stay away. If his staring eyes don't leave me soon, I'll have no options but to scream until my throat is bloody. I have a feeling that he wishes to hurt me, though I can't explain how I know this. I know the staff heard me scream when I woke up and found his glowing eyes staring at me from the corner of my room. He disappeared when the door swung open. I didn't know what to tell the concerned young man who stood in the door, so I assured him that I had just had a nightmare. I have since had him standing near my bed, almost touching me, but somehow I always managed to awaken and scream loudly enough to attract the attention of the staff. But I swear, whenever his skin gets too close to mine, I can feel steam coming from it. All of it feels so real. I am really trying to pass it off as my mind playing tricks on me, but I fear that someone has breached the barriers of this mental institution, and I beg of you, please call whoever might be able to catch this man. I think he is hiding somewhere in here, waiting for a chance to kill his next victim. I heard of the two who died here, and I fear I have seen the man who did it. He stopped coming to my room. I haven't seen him for about five days, which is rather concerning in its own way. I know you might think that I should be thankful, that it might be some kind of sign that my hallucinations have stopped, or that he actually doesn't wish to hurt me. And yet, the paranoia that followed his absence is far worse than what I experienced when he stood staring at me in my own room. I beg you to call someone. Anyone. I can't stand the fear that he might be waiting for a chance to kill yet another innocent person. I trust that the staff will do anything they can to protect me. But we're all humans. And humans are, unfortunately, flawed. Check the cameras and watch out for the mysterious man that lurks in the corners. I I have nothing more to add. Session over. This cannot be... Hey, Elias, can you... Oh, why do you have a photo of Ben? Oh, Kristen, um... No particular reason, just... Looking over some old files. You are a terrible liar, did you know that? Yeah, well, it's nothing for you to worry about.
it's about Ben, my best friend, then it's something for me to worry about what happened to him. Excuse me? I'm, I'm not stupid, Elias. Something about his death never seemed right. I deserve to know what happened. I'm... I'm not sure about that myself yet. Cairo and I have been following any lead we've come across with no luck. So far, we've only had two suspects in the case. Who? Frank Mackison and Jonathan Kimley. They're both serial killers who reside in the criminally insane ward. I mostly suspected them to have been involved in the murder of Simone Donahue or perhaps the kidnapping of Jeremy Springs and Kayla Thompson. But it turns out that none of them could have done it. I checked the police records and the security cameras and... None of them showed anyone entering the rooms they were kept in. That's impossible. No fingerprints, DNA samples, literally anything. It seems we both share the same trust issues when it comes to the police, but they did everything. Trust me. I watched them do it, and we even attempted a few tests of our own, but there was no trace of another person present at the crime scene. There's still a chance they killed Ben. He wasn't under any special protection or anything. I know, but I don't think that's the case. When Ben died, both Frank and Jonathan had already been apprehended. Then why is this photo there? Here's the thing. I read a letter given to me that was written by one of our longtime patients, Edward Phillips. He wrote that he had been stalked by an unknown man for a long time now. After I finished reading it, it struck me that his description of the man sounded rather similar to an earlier session I'd read, which was given to me by none other than Jeremy Spring. But I still don't see what this has to do with Ben. Now that's the part that might sound crazy, and I apologize that no one informed you of this, but Ben's body was never buried. Uh, yes? It was. I was at his funeral. The casket was empty. Ben's body was taken before he was even buried. The police still haven't been able to find his corpse. Are you serious? Why wouldn't I be? Who in their right mind would steal a dead body? I would say that no one in their right mind would do that, which is exactly why I expected it to be one of the inmates in the criminally insane ward. I see where you're coming from. I only heard a little about the Simone case. They said she committed suicide. But now that you mention Frank Magison, that wouldn't make sense because of the wounds, wounds found, found on the, the body. body. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaky. Yeah, smart minds do tend to think alike. You're not as bad as to say you are. I will just take that as a compliment. Mm -hmm, that's probably for the best. Uh, but... You never told me what connected Ben to the others. Oh yeah, um, Jeremy Spring also went missing, just like Ben. However, there's more to that. And the plot thickens. Ben's body isn't the only one to go missing. We just didn't know about it because it all occurred outside of the Institute. Wait, what other corpses have been napped? So as far as we've found out, it's only Ben and another former patient by the name of Hannah Nilsson. Hannah Nilsson? The actor? Oh yeah, the very same. Massive diva. 
I read about her passing in the media. There were so many articles about how mysterious that case was, since no photos from the funeral were ever released. And as far as the media knew, one had never been held. There also wasn't any news on what happened to her. The police claimed it was a drug overdose, I think. Really? That's how they chose to cover it up? Wait, do you know what actually happened? Don't tell anyone I told you this, but she was eaten up from the inside by bugs. Bugs? When they caught her body open, her intestines were filled with not just bugs, but living, squirming bugs. Ah, uh, yummy. Uh... There must be a way to find out how deep this rabbit hole goes. We've been collecting all the recent papers we can get our hands on. Isn't there a place where you can look through more police files or something? That is at the police station, of course. Um, maybe we can find clues in some of the older sessions? That's it! I'd almost forgotten! Right! Uh, Elias, forgotten what? We can go to the archives under the local library. That's where they store all the older case files. Will Ben's files be there? <laughs> all the papers we have on former patients get sorted away down there. You do need special permission to enter, but Cairo already has gotten those made in advance. It's outside the institutes, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, it's just down the street. We can walk. That's going to be a problem. How so? Elias, I'm a patient. I can't leave the Institute. Oh yeah. I got so riled up that that slipped my mind for a second. Oh, um, Kristen, what are you doing here? Am I interrupting something? No, you're here just in time. I was actually about to call you. Just please close the door. Alright. Um, what did I miss? I know what we're supposed to do now. Care to fill me in? So, Kristen here reminded me that all the files of former patients are stored away in the old archive. Right. Oh, what help will that be? Ow! What was that for? My gods! Think, you dumbass! Why have a brain if you refuse to use it? Double ouch. We haven't checked the older sessions yet, since they haven't been available here at the Institute. It was when Kristen mentioned alternative files that I remembered we have access to all the old records regarding all former patients and events at Sunshine Valley. Okay, so um, what's the plan exactly? We need to sneak out Kristen somehow, so we can go hunt down more clues. That sounds like fun. Come on now, it won't be the... Uh, what? <laughs> I said sure. Well, let's do it. You... So you don't need, like, any kind of convincing in any way? No, that won't be necessary. Okay, uh, yeah, the, um, when are we going to do this? How about tomorrow? I mean, I have no plans. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yep. Sure, tomorrow, yeah. I'll come pick you up around 15, so be ready. 15, right. Um, I'll be there, boss. Oh. 
Okay, what the hell? Let's let's catch this bad boy. <laughs> if you never say that again, I can die happy. What? Homophobia's alive and well, I see. Just for you, love. Cease is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. Today's episode featured Alexander Bauna as Elias Short, Henry Johannesson as Cairo Timor, and El Sadi as Kristen McKenna. It was audio edited by Henry Johannesson and El Sadi. Manuscript edited by Rita Bauna and Jay Jacobson. And written by Alexander F. Bauna. Like what we do? Tell your friends and loved ones about our show, or support us on Ko-fi by buying some art or donating whatever you feel comfortable with. Want to get to know us? Follow us on social media or join our public Discord server. All links are down below. Thank you for listening.